0: of Vanellas County Schools Digital Learning Podcast Show. In this episode, we want to take a look at visual, well, I'm sorry, this is actually going to be a two-part episode where we're going to focus on technology in arts education, and in part one, we will be looking at visual arts education, and then in part two, we'll be looking at Performing Arts Education. And so in this part one, I have two guests, uh, Latanya Hicks.
1: Hello. Good morning.
0: And Julie Levesque. Levesque.
1: Levesque. Julie Levesque. Julie Yeah, It's a French name, so everybody (laughs) gets it wrong. (laughs) She's
0: not fancy. Yeah. So uh, Julie Levesque. I want to thank you both for being here. Um, We're going to talk about... Uh, visual arts education and then how technology or if technology plays a role in that visual arts education and so before we dive into our conversation I want each of the guests to provide a little background about themselves. and we'll start with you Julie.
1: Uh, my name as I said was Julie Levesque and um, I've been with Pinellas County Schools for almost 30 years um, and now um, and I taught art, elementary art for, for that time. And I've been here in the administration building now for I think this is my sixth year um, helping uh, working with the teachers to help provide them with instruction and coaching on integrating their technology into their curriculum. So my formal title is Tech Integration Coordinator for the Visual Arts. Um, and that pretty much wraps up what I do.
0: All right. Thank you, Julie. Uh, Latanya, can you share with us a little bit of your background?
2: Sure. My name is Latanya Hicks, and I am the secondary counterpart to what Julie does. So I'm also the tech integration coordinator for the secondary, so middle school and high school. I've taught in Pinellas County for about 15 years, um, art, visual art and dance. So I'm kind of an in-between for this podcast, if you will. Um, and I in, in this role, Before, I'm new to this job. I started in January, but before I arrived here, the individual parts that make up what we do, I um, have been very active in the county. So I was doing those individual parts. And now I get the joy of doing it all at one time as the job.
0: All right. So I definitely can tell from your enthusiasm that both of you are are excited about supporting uh, teachers who are providing visual arts education to our students and so for the listeners and even for myself uh a former math teacher when we say visual arts education right there may be some confusion not as much clarity so if you could share uh what does the typical visual arts curriculum encompass
1: so visual arts curriculum is anything that is um, art that you enjoy visually. So a- as opposed to performing arts where they would be singing, dancing, and theater, we are creating visual artwork, paintings, prints, um, sculptures, and we have our curriculum in elementary school anyway divided into units, and um, our units would be uh, painting, painting, drawing sculpture ceramics mixed media which would be like fiber arts collage where you're kind of mixing it up um, printmaking, and then of course digital arts Um, so in elementary we're trying to get students to be uh, come familiar with all the different art forms to get them to be enthusiastic about it and we're trying to really foster a love of learning about the visual arts in elementary school. Um, And then LaTanya is going to talk a little bit about secondary um, and then just the technology or just the curriculum overall. So at the secondary level, and that'd be middle school and high school, in elementary, they
2: all take art. But when it comes to middle school and high school, now this becomes a choice. So all those units that she was talking about, When they get to middle school and high school, now they can say, well, what am I interested in? So the way our curriculum kind of works is our classes are individual. So it's not that it's like it's not like it's a survey where in one class you're learning all these different things. Instead, you can say, well, I am love to draw. Or I love to paint and you can take that kind of class. Or I love 3D or I want to do photography. I want to create videos. So at the secondary level, the student really has an opportunity to say, well, what's my part of the whole picture? And then in terms of our schools, we're like so blessed. We, we're outfitted with iPads and Mac Labs. So it's not, it's more, it's a real deep dive. Our curriculum is a really deep dive into whatever it is that the teachers, um, whatever the subject is that the students are taking. So we've got animation and then the teachers are able to bring in very, uh, what is the word I want to look for? Very advanced levels of every part of the curriculum.
0: Okay, so. To me, as you guys were explaining, the visual arts seems to be really hands-on things that students are learning or producing and learning about. Um, Does technology play a role in the visual arts, and if so, how? So
1: technology does play a big role in the visual arts, and we're very fortunate in Pinellas County. We have something called the Pinellas County Referendum, and it's a very small um, little tax uh, that, that taxpayers pay. And it um, part of that money goes towards the visual arts. So we have the luxury of being able to purchase some equipment. Um, that other schools may not be able to purchase. Um, we have, uh, for our, all of our visual arts teachers, they have computers, doc, document cameras, digital projectors, and these are all critical for offering students um, visual content like um, artwork slideshows and you know, demonstrations of different techniques and then in elementary school um students begin digital art making actually digitally making art on the iPads we have an iPad lab in every elementary school and um even starting in kindergarten the um students are using apps like faces i make which is a really fun app where they can take a potato and make it a head and then they can slide in eyeballs uh they can use uh candies you know peppermint candies for the eyes and a corn cob for the mouth and so forth. So they, they've started using those, <clears throat> excuse me, skills like drag and drop and they start learning about layers, um, as early as kindergarten. And then as they work through the grade levels on up into fifth grade, they're, you're, they're learning how to combine apps. So they're taking photographs on the iPads. They're, um, they're, uh, editing those photographs. They're applying filters. They're, uh, combining, you know, physical work and bringing that into digital apps. So there's a lot of um, a lot of creativity that can be um, used even in at the elementary level.
2: And then secondary um, technology is pretty much embedded in everything that we do, whether you're doing a traditional class, which you would normally think there wouldn't be a lot of technology. But there is all the way to, um, you know, if you're taking Photoshop, you're taking a digital arts and imaging class. So our students by the time they get to high school, they're creating professional-looking digital paintings and drawings. They are creating films um, to the point that they're award-winning, national film, national award-winning films, as well as local and regional. Across the board, we use technology for research, for reference imagery, for um, tutorials, instructional videos, enrichment, basic everyday things as well as the creation of art, to track their progress, collaborate in class, locally. We're able to bring in artists from all over virtually. They're not really coming in, but because technology is so embedded in what we do, they're able to visit. We're able to teach the students how to take the technology that they have in their pocket, And apply it to their everyday life as well as apply it to how does the visual arts impact you? You're riding in a car right now. An artist designed this. Let's talk to someone who this is their job. How can you turn this, segue this into a career? Your love of technology, your love of art. Um, So it's huge in the visual arts.
0: Wow. So it sounds like, as you just said, technology is is rampant throughout
2: it's the beginning <laughs> the middle and the end yes it is <laughs> of,
0: of the visual arts education but we must at least talk about the state of the world with the pandemic and us uh being you know where we are there are still school districts that are that have decided that their kids will not be back in person we had a period here where kids had the option to be virtual or in person right we don't know at least for the short time when we're going to exit the situation that we're in and with that have you seen uh, a change in how the technology is now being utilized in visual arts education
1: so um, since the pandemic, the time spent delivering and the time spent delivering virtual learning, um, our teachers are much more comfortable with technology. Um, so where I kind of had to really push to get tech, Teachers to use technology. We all had a crash course. We all had to learn technology in a week and and learn how to really utilize it in our classrooms. Um, and so that that's really been a plus for us in the visual arts. Um, you know, because a lot of teachers are traditional and they're a little bit resistant to that technology. So that really helped us. Um, also, Pinellas County invested some money in in what I think are some really good resources, um, like Nearpod. Um, Nearpod is a a program where you can create um, a a lesson um, that has all kinds of interactive uh, tools and it's very versatile. It can be used within the classroom, but then if students are out of the classroom for any reason, they can use that technology at home as well. Um, We also um, started using Microsoft Teams, which has been a real game changer for us in the visual arts because we don't have a grade level team like the the grade levels do, especially in elementary Elementary school, we usually only have one art teacher in a school, and so you don't have easy access to speak with other art teachers. So Microsoft Teams, um, we have teams set up for each grade level where they can you know share ideas, ask questions. We even have a lending library where you can borrow from another art teacher something. Um, So we're really we're still utilizing those technologies, Um, Canvas, which we um, put in place to deliver curriculum to students at home. We still use that for training, um, for teachers, and it's still there if we need to deliver content to students at home. Um, so that's that's kind of how we're how it's changed for us in, in some ways. And Latanya going to talk a little bit about um, di- digital citizenship and how how we address that in the arts.
2: Um, before that, we also. Before, I feel like there was a lot of resistance from teachers in terms of their students have, you know, Put your cell phone away. Almost pretending like your technology doesn't exist as opposed to teaching you how to use it appropriately. Whereas now it became an everyday occurrence. Like take out your phone and pull up pull up the chat so that you I, I know as being in a classroom, I had opportunities where I would put my students in groups and I had students online in a group with students in the classroom and they were on their cell phones. They were using their cell phones to do it. So instead of pretending that technology wasn't a wasn't there we had a bad thing yeah that was a bad thing we had to pivot and instead teach them how to use it appropriately so you want to be on your cell phone that's totally fine but you're looking up things you're communicating with a student that's at home you know we're sharing videos you're taking photos now you're editing you're really figuring out how technology can be a regular part of your life as well as how can you communicate how can we Make this virtual life that we're living right now as close to reality as possible. Which, as a teacher, it's hard, you know. And the students learn that too. You know, it's hard. You're not getting that same feedback, so we had to try to get it as close to reality as possible. And I feel like that may even be a positive from what's going on in the world. The students are learning how to communicate. And you know, your phone's not just for you to snap, you know, or to tweet. You can actually use it as a tool that it's meant to be to help you. So that was something interesting. But another thing that kind of came up that I thought was really interesting, um, an interesting part of the development or the growth, the change that happened from what's going on in the world is we had to address responsibilities that go beyond teaching the curriculum. And that is more digital citizenship, how to be, which is great. We needed to have this conversation. Students are doing things online as if it's not going to be there forever. You know, and they're saying things online as if it's not going to be able to be tracked
1: or that there are no consequences. Yes, there
2: are no consequences. And so we had we had to make the time in class. We had to make it an important part of curriculum, whether it's in the standards or not, that we have to address how to be a good citizen using technology when you're not there virtually, as well as when you're sitting in the classroom, how to be a good listener when you're on your computer, as well as when you're sitting in your seat at
0: school. Okay. Uh, um, I've said plenty of times that I'm a former math teacher. However, when I was in the classroom, I was at a center for the arts. And one of the things that I enjoyed was going to my students' art shows um, that the school would would display and have and host. And so, In addition to visual arts education teaching those creative skills one of the things it also does is provides a place to to have those art shows and to display student artwork right again we're in this state you know in the world where is it appropriate to still have those shows you know what about social distancing what about all of the you know, the recommendations and, and people afraid to show up. How has uh, visual arts education been able to adapt to continue to allow those things to occur in today's times?
1: Well, certainly last year, um, during the lockdowns and because of all the social distancing requirements, we weren't able to have live in-person shows. Um, we were able, though, to utilize, we worked with some other departments in Pinellas County. We were able to utilize YouTube Live and um, film some of our, like, we would do a, a, a award ceremony. And even though there weren't students there, there were parents tuned in live, students and parents tuned in live. Um, We also have a really extensive online um, student gallery. If you go to the PCSB.org page and you go to departments and divisions to the visual arts department, you can see a student gallery of all of our work from last year. And moving forward, we're hoping that we can have live um, art shows this year. We have them planned. Um, But if anything changes, it's good to know that we do have the technology. And the and the knowledge and the resources to jump in and make those things um, digital, and now
2: or virtual. Like I said, it seems like with all these changes, there's some positive side of it. You know, we have hospital homebound kids. We now we know how to share that how for the students to celebrate their success. We know how to share that experience with those students. We were able to teach the kids how to create their own online galleries. So, you know, it's this wonderful pivot that we've grown from and that maybe we can embed into the new world what what the world looks like on the other side of this
1: and that's a good lesson to everybody try to take the best out of any situation and and make it work for you
0: okay so as we get close to the end of this episode i want to give you both an opportunity to share any final thoughts you have on the use of technology in visual arts now and in the future
2: for me I, because of my background, I taught science, speaking as teaching math, I was biology and physical science before I was teaching art. Um, So for me, I love um, the the inquiry, the respond to what's going on, create new questions and how can I solve? How can I do? So one of the unique and amazing parts about teaching visual arts and technology is this reflective quality art reflects reality and right now the reality that we live in is complicated and interesting and it's full of technology and art has done that as well art has you know it was always great but now it is responding in real time even faster to what's going on in the world and I don't know if you notice but when it got bad people turned to art and technology was how we were able to share that art. There were people making videos and dancing and creating and sharing all over the world, people that didn't think they were artists. So, you know, technology and art merged very seamlessly. And I feel like the arts really floated to the top and being something
1: that the world needed when it got real bad. And we, we developed a slogan from all of that, that the art never stops. And it really did. It never did stop. And we were just amazed at how, um, you know, people carried on with that. And just just a final few words about some exciting things that we're doing in the um, in the art department. We are now um, have outfitted about 20 of our elementary schools with 3D printers. So we have students working in um you know modeling 3D modeling um, software and creating images or creating objects and printing those out on 3D printers we have laser cutters in the high school so we're we're trying to really rocket off into some new and exciting technologies
0: wow so i want to thank you ladies for being here i can definitely say I've enjoyed uh, listening to the things that you've shared, and I'm excited for the future of uh, not just education, but specifically uh, art education. For me, I know, I, I love the opportunity that uh, especially uh, visual arts allow for student self-expression and creativity, right? and. Um, if you look at research, there's so much research that says that, you know, by the time kids enter middle school, you know, a lot of the creativity has been taught out of them and the arts, you know, we have to keep funding the arts. We have to keep providing the arts because that allows those kids to maintain that creativity. So thank you for what you do. Uh, thank you for joining us today for our listeners as always. Thank you for listening. And as always, remember to like, subscribe and share. Uh, Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.